When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. This is Greeny, no Mike Greenberg. Today you got Amber Wilson and Braden Gall. This is ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Greeny, presented by Progressive. Progressive gives you protection on the phone, online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen 24-7. Quote, at Progressive.com. You can always give him a follow on Twitter, at Braden Gall. You can give me a follow as well, at Amber W Sports. You can also join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We love to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Right now, though, I want to hear from Braden when it comes to Super Bowl favorites because... There are teams that I think we'd feel comfortable having as part of the Super Bowl contender conversation, but it's a weird season for me, Braden, where there's no lone team that I feel like is far and away, or even really lone couple teams that I feel like are far and away. According to our friends at Caesars right now, it is the Buffalo Bills sitting at 12-3 and three who are the odds-on favorite uh, in terms of the Super Bowl, plus 350, the Eagles just behind them at plus 500, and the Chiefs at plus 500. As good as those three teams are, though, I mean, you could see there's several other teams out there that also have the odds, the 49ers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Vikings. I mean, there's a lot of kind of pseudo contenders that I think we think could give any of those top three teams a run for their money. So, yeah, we have to clear our throats and say, look, it's the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of the sport. It's the greatest reality television show in the history of television. And it's why we get things like Joe Burrow and the Bengals making a run to the Super Bowl last year. I am a big believer in learning how to win in the postseason. As an organization, as, a, as an offensive unit, as a coaching staff, whatever it is, I'm a big believer in learning how to win. And so, I, like, I started the season thinking Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs. We watched that game in the playoffs last year. It felt like the actual Super Bowl, and, and that's, that's how I started the season. Season unfolds. All these Hall of Fame quarterbacks aren't as good. Lots of injuries. The Bills are dealing with some stuff. The Chiefs lose some of their weapons in the offseason. Okay, maybe they're not as good. Now that we are sitting here, it is Bills-Chiefs for me, just like it was at the beginning of the year. I would. The bet is probably Kansas City, because if they end up with the one seed, you could get plus 500 right now instead of plus 350 for, for the Bills, potentially. I, to me, it's one of those two. Now, I know the Eagles got into the playoffs last year. Jalen Hurts wasn't particularly good. A couple of interceptions, 50% completion percentage. Wasn't great in that game. But that's, a, that's at least a learning experience. So that, that's a valued experience there for Philadelphia. Cincinnati has that experience. They've already been to the Super Bowl. They know what it's like. Dallas has not. I need to see it from Dak. So to me, it is Bills, Chiefs. The Bills have been in this postseason tournament now for, what, seven straight years. Like They know what it's like to be here and to move on. Kansas City, of course, knows. 
to me, it is Bills-Chiefs. It is Bills-Chiefs all the way. I would take Kansas City and Buffalo. You can have the field, and I'd feel pretty comfortable with that. You're right. We're, it, we kind of are where we started, right? Even though it's been quite the season in between, the Bills and Chiefs were certainly two teams that a lot of people had circled as true Super Bowl contenders heading into the season. I had some questions about the Chiefs. I did think that maybe they would take a step back without Tyreek Hill, but of course, that quarterback, that coach, they have figured it out, even if it hasn't looked like the exact same offense as it did with Tyreek. I don't think they're flawless, though. I don't even think this Bills team is flawless. The Bills, for me, were that team also as we headed into the season where I thought, okay, they're going to be sitting right. atop a packed and loaded AFC. The NFC was way harder to figure out than the AFC was as we entered this season, and there have been some surprises there. I don't think, I mean, would you have circled the Eagles? I don't think that the Eagles were necessarily uh, the pick as we headed into the season. There were so many questions even about Jalen coming off of last season. I mean, don't forget at the end of last season, the end of last regular season, we right. were like, all right, well, he's done enough to get another year, you know? And now it's like, oh, he's, he's the front runner for the MVP before, before the injury. The problem with the Eagles is, like you said, we still haven't seen them do it in the postseason. So you have your concerns there where a team like the Chiefs, obviously, you're far more confident about their chances when we're talking Super Bowl. And then there's these other weird teams out there like the 49ers where you're talking an 11-win team. They're plus 550, according to Caesar. So not far behind the Eagles, also another 11-win team. But like, look where the 49ers are. And I don't know what to do with the 49ers because that's a really good team. And yet Brock Purdy's under center and it feels like things are going too good to be true even if <laughs> Shanahan looks like an absolute genius right now well and he, and he probably is eight straight wins of course they dominate Washington over the weekend I Brock Purdy now 4-0 it's uh, it's, re- it's what's really I mean, ironic what? is it's, what's really <laughs> ironic it's like oh I wish Jimmy Garoppolo was starting <laughs> that's the weird just that sentence alone is kind of weird I'm right. with you the Niners would be on that same tier with me again I had the Niners winning the NFC in the preseason so maybe I'm a little biased there because I thought again talking about experience in the postseason and learning from those experiences as an organization I think is invaluable. And the Niners have been there so many times that they know what those situations are like, and they've been there. Now, Brock Purdy has never been there. Jimmy, G, <laughs> Jimmy G's been there. I, you know, I believe that Trey Lance was going to be the thing that kind of elevated them, and, of course, his season ends you know, before it even gets started. So I, I think it's hard. I'm with you. It's hard to know what to do with the Niners. If you're looking at a team to try to compare to last year's Bengals – I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are close because they have star quarterbacks, a lot of offensive weaponry, and haven't really broken through yet. But they're so good in the regular season. Cincinnati was had seven losses. Like They weren't exactly a, an elite team in the regular season. Maybe it's the Vikings. I but do you trust Kirk Cousins? Also I mean, they, so good in the regular season. I mean, the, the beauty right. of the, the Bengals last season – was where they were trending at the end of the season. And I remember I was on the radio and I had Adam Schefter on one of the shows and I said to him, are the Bengals the healthiest team as we enter this postseason? Because we were right up against going into the postseason because I thought that health was such a a paramount, I mean, it's always a paramount concern, but obviously last year we also had a a lot of people out with COVID during that time, you know, in December and January. And so uh, the, the health there of Cincinnati seemed like something that was really, 
uh, particular to that team. They had like every single person available to them, which was, you know, unheard of last season as we enter the postseason. Ends up helping them. They were clicking, getting hot at the right time, plus getting healthy at the right time. I don't really have a comparison what, this what about- season for any of that. I mean, other than like the Packers are getting healthy at the right time and, and getting, I guess, kind of right. hotter at the right time. I don't even know if they're making a postseason, though. What about, I, I can't believe I'm saying this considering the way they played the middle of the season. But but what about a Chargers team? I know the rushing defense is atrocious, but they've got some high-level skill. They've got a quarterback mm. who's a star. They've got weaponry. They're getting health, right? Mike Williams yeah. is back. Keenan Allen is back. What if all of a sudden they win five or six straight to end the season, and all of a sudden they're sitting there at 11-6? and six? That, that would be right in the sweet spot of quarterback, weaponry, talent, and playing hot at the right time. I just think there's a lot of people that question – the decision-making on the sidelines and the depth on the defense. Well, and that's the, the problem defense. is the coaching, so, right? Yeah. We got we have those coaching questions when it comes to that Chargers team. I had the Bucks as my pick <laughs> before the season, guys, before the season. Oh, okay. Everyone calm down. Uh, in terms of the <laughs> NFC, that seems outlandish now. This Bucks team has been wildly disappointing. But what's crazy is this Bucks team sitting at 7-8, and eight, Probably going to find themselves in a postseason. All they have to do is beat the Panthers. I mean, would you want to? Would you, you want to beat play? the Panthers, Brady? But I mean, that's all you have to do. Does anybody want to see Tom Brady in a post? You know, I mean, it's Tom Brady. He has right. not looked the same at forty-five years old. Maybe finally, Father Time is catching up to him in some way. That team also has problems beyond Brady. They certainly haven't helped him with the run game and everything else. With and that Bucks defense hasn't been nearly as elite as we expected. But beyond those problems, it's still Tom Brady, right? So. Yeah. It, it, Nobody wants to see that in a postseason. Well, it's, it's not any different than Rodgers and the right. Packers. Like, it, it, like, and again, the Bucks defense probably a little bit better than the Packers defense, but the Packers defense getting a little healthier. Like, do you want to see a team that's won four, five, or six straight games with a Hall of Fame quarterback, even if he's thirty-seven or forty-five years old? Like, no, you. Do, that's not the matchup you want. Now, I will say, if you're the Cowboys and you're the five seed, which they are locked into largely being the five seed in the NFC, are you okay going on the road to playing a, a team that's under five hundred? It could you could be in a lot worse situation, and the same thing for Baltimore in the AFC, who's also skating by without their star quarterback right now uh, as the five seed. That's also going to go on the road to the four seed, which is going to be probably a team in either Jacksonville. Which now that that's an that's an interesting one too. <laughs> if if Jacksonville finish, I can't believe I'm saying that. I, I Jack, mean, it, it, it's if wild. But you're if they right. finish with two more wins, mm-hmm. which is very possible because they play Houston and the Titans. If they finish up with two more wins, they'll have a winning record. They will have won five straight games with a number one overall pick quarterback and a lot of weapons on offense. A professional adult now is the head coach instead of last year. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's, that's a sneaky, dangerous team. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, but, but like sneaky, dangerous, com- like Super Bowl? No, no, no. Team? I can't do that. I just but, found out Trevor Lawrence is pretty good like four <laughs> games ago. And and I, I spent the last year and a half questioning that, even though he was supposed to be you know a can't-miss number one coming into the league. It's been such a dumpster fire there for so long. I agree with you. Now they find themselves in a position where they can make a postseason here. A, a win in the postseason, I think, would be a huge win for the Jags. I think... We're talking real contender, anybody really worried yeah, about that team? We're way too – that's way too no, soon. We'll but, talk about that next season maybe. But if Baltimore comes in and without a fully healthy Lamar Jackson and, and Jacksonville's hot and all of a sudden Jacksonville wins one game, that's how it starts, right? You, you just win the one game, the first one, and all of a sudden, you know, boom, you're on the road and you're playing – I guess you'd end up playing probably in Buffalo and, and you're going, if they're the one seed or, or whoever. And it's like – all of a sudden, you got a team that's won five, six. You know who beat Buffalo last year? 
Urban Meyer led Jacksonville. It's true. <laughs> Jacksonville beat Buffalo in the regular season. So this is the NFL, man. It, all bets are off. Anything is possible. I think the Chargers are the one that I would compare to the Bengals. I, there's still lots of questions there. But I think I that's a com- fair comparison as well. I mean, now given we always link these guys, right? But also a fair comparison because, you know, most of us are sold on Justin Herbert, even if it doesn't always pan out in the win-loss column. Right. It's kind of like with the Bengals last season. And you feel more confident about these teams that are trending when you're actually sold on the guy under center. Are you yep. sold on Trevor Lawrence already? I, I, so I am. And, and I, I have I've argued with so many people because I live in Nashville and they're all Titans fans and they hate Jacksonville and Indianapolis. But I, I have argued with people for a year and a half now. Trevor Lawrence is, was, is the real deal. And the reason that they didn't look very good last year had nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. It has, they've washed the Urban Meyer off of them. They've showered it off. It's gone. And now they have a professional adult running the organization as a head coach. They've added a bunch of weapons around him, and look what's happened. Trevor Lawrence has turned in to Trevor Lawrence. And they're playing the, the, their best football at the right exact time, and that's what we talk about in this league. You get hot at the, in December, you stay hot through January. With a quarterback who's hot, anything can happen, and Trevor Lawrence is starting to play like the number one overall pick. I, again, I saw it as a freshman at Clemson. I thought, man, this guy is everything I've ever seen. In a, in a, he's Andrew Luck level of talent, and and that's that so far, now that Urban Meyer's out of the picture – now we see what he really can do. It's a little soon for me. It's been a slow progression here. I do like what I've been seeing of late from Trevor Lawrence. And obviously, I believe that Peterson can get the most out of his quarterback still a little soon. Uh, on Thursday, he was 20 of 31, 229 yards passing. Uh, no throwing touchdowns, did have one with his legs, no interceptions as well. So Trevor Lawrence has looked pretty good of late. Uh, we've also looked pretty good here on Green. If I don't say so myself, Amber yeah, Wilson and Braden sure. Dahl filling in here for Mike Greenberg. Coming up, plenty more NFL talk. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Greeny, the podcast. Here's Willis getting the snap, and it's picked off. Petrie, the Texans win. They defeat the Tennessee Titans 19-14. Took a few step back in some areas. Have to be better with the football. That's what it sounded like on Sports Radio 610 as the Houston Texans beat the Tennessee Titans 19-14. to This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for Mike Greenberg. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Tennessee Titans have certainly not been in the zone, Braden. Uh, the team you cover there. Braden is in Nashville on 440 Sports Locally. You spend a lot of your time talking about this Titans team, and I would imagine that doing that job was more fun the first half of the season than it's been lately. The Titans right now sitting at 7-8. and eight. It feels like the wheels have completely fallen off, and in terms of health for this team, the Titans fell out of that 7th seed into the 10th seed in the AFC with that loss now to Houston. Tennessee loses a conference record tiebreaker to the Patriots and a common record tiebreaker to the Jets. They win the conference record tiebreaker over the Steelers. A remaining schedule is the Cowboys and the Jaguars. What's the temperature right now in Tennessee? Uh, about 22 degrees outside, which is about how excited the fans are for their franchise. And that's right. that's actually the temperature in Nashville, Tennessee right now. As it's Maybe snowing, below 20. Negative as 20. It's, <laughs> as it's snowing outside. No, listen, I, the, Mike Vrabel came out. They've lost five straight games. The Tennessee Titans, again, I was at the I was, I was covering the game in Lambeau Field. Green Bay falls to 4-8. The Titans go to 7-3. and three. They have a commanding division lead. The Jaguars are nowhere, nowhere to be found. And in less than a month and a half, or about a month and a half, Titans have lost five straight. The Jags have won three straight. Jacksonville is now in first place in the division, and the general manager has been fired for the Titans, who is, by all accounts, the greatest general manager in franchise history. John Robinson took this team from 5-27 and to seven consecutive winning records. <laughs> like Pretty good. It's a, he is a in really... He's the AFC every single year. <laughs> Yes, the one that guy's gone. Like, where do you go from there? Where do you go yes. from the one seat? How do you get better than the? I mean, I guess you actually, you know, win in the postseason. You actually well, win the yeah. AFC champ. You yeah. actually win a Super Bowl. But that's not all in the GM. That's why I think it's strange that it started there. The timing was so weird about that. That I'm okay. Like, it took me a little while because again, I think John Robinson had done a great job for this Titans organization. What was weird to me was the timing. And Mike Vrabel, they had lost their first game four weeks ago, and he comes out after the game and he says, "We're at a crossroads." It's just a weird thing to say, right? We're at a crossroads. The very next day, the general manager gets fired. Very ominous, weird drama. Is there a power structure? Is there not a power struggle going on behind the scenes that the ownership is saying, it's all me, Mike Vrabel, how much input is he going to have on the new GM? But the injuries are a huge factor. The lack of production from their first-round picks, which is on John Robinson, the general manager, the free agent signings that haven't worked out, the, uh, the offensive line is, is in complete shambles. They had one starter out of their five on the offensive line on, on Saturday against the Houston Texans. They can't do the thing they want to do, which is pound the football with Derrick Henry, because now even Derrick Henry's letting them down, who's fumbled three times. Now, Derrick Henry is the last part of the problem. <laughs> He's at the bottom of the list. He's one of the best players on the team. They have six or seven out of their 11 starters that are out on defense. The health is a problem. The injuries are a problem. The draft picks are a problem. The free agent signings have been a problem. And the ownership, I think, (laughs) while being dog-cussed by Philadelphia Eagles fans because of the A.J. Brown trade Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, I think was the straw that broke the Campbell's back. And, and of course, she moves on from the GM. 
I don't think the championship window is closed because I'm not sure I believe in championship windows. But you got to have a quarterback capable of winning a championship. And for all intents and purposes, Ryan Tannehill, very solid quarterback, is far more Joe Flacco than he is Patrick Mahomes. And if you are Joe Flacco, you need everything to be perfect around you. You mm-hmm. need a perfect defense. You need a perfect running game. And then you need to have your best three or four games. Remember, what was Joe Flacco's touchdown-interception ratio in that that in that Super Bowl run? It, what, what was it, like 11 touchdowns, no interceptions or something crazy yes. like that? Yeah, because everything was perfect. He, he played per, He played his best football right. with a great defense and a great running game. That's what guys like Tannehill need. And it's not a knock on him. He's just a solid quarterback. He's not one of these. He's not one of these super quarterbacks. And so the question for the Titans moving forward is: Now that you're watching Trevor Lawrence, show us a little bit of that super quarterback, and watch them come storming back in the division. What are you going to do in the future? And so Malik Willis is not ready. They're injured. I don't have any faith in them going down to Jacksonville and winning in Week 18 to win the division. It's winner take all in that game. It doesn't matter what happens this weekend. The, the winner's going to win that division. I, it, it's not closed, but they've got some really difficult decisions because, again, they were the one seed in the AFC last year, and it's like now they're forgotten, it, and that's how fast life is in the NFL. It comes at you fast, man. It does. It comes at you fast. I'm intimately familiar with the Ryan Tannehill experience because I dealt with it for seven years in <laughs> Miami. And the thing is with Tannehill is exactly like you said, solid quarterback with the right pieces around him, not the type of quarterback that's going to be the game changer and elevate everything around him. It worked well in Tennessee because you didn't need him to elevate a guy like Derrick Henry, right? Like he had the help in the backfield. He had the weapons. He had it all around him. They trade away A.J. Brown. I thought the championship window was closed for the Titans as we headed into this season because of the Brown trade and because Derrick Henry injuries. And I thought, oh, okay, we know how it goes at that position, right? And we know what he was like last season in terms of the injuries. So I thought, okay, that's why it's going to be over. And I think the most disappointing thing from the outside looking in, looking at this Titans team, is that Derrick Henry's been good this season like there's nothing wrong yep. with Derrick Henry and so from that perspective the window should not be closed Derrick Henry at 23 carries 126 yards and a touchdown against the Houston Texans you mentioned though it was Malik Willis under center because of all the injuries to that team 14 of 23 99 yards passing zero touchdowns passing an interception he did have a touchdown on the ground Malik Willis looks like a rookie when he is out there uh, and that's going to be a problem for this team when you're talking about a team, Braden, like you said, that's used to and accustomed to being the one seed in the AFC. I would imagine the patience isn't quite there for Tennessee fans. They've been spoiled these last few years. They certainly have been. You know, you joked about like swimming and bathing in the the Miami Dolphins Twitter sewers after Mm -hmm. the game on on, on Sunday because everyone's so upset with Tua. Like, just come hang out and bathe in the Titans Twitter sewers for a little (laughs) bit. Uh, Check out Titans Twitter for a while because it's, it's it's not pretty right now. Now, Malik Willis does not – I wouldn't put this on Malik Willis because he's not supposed to be in the game. He, he right. is not – the Titans passed on him three times in the draft. So did every other team in the NFL. So he was a project. Now, I've seen him up close and personally develop. I think he's got extraordinary talents and a, and a willingness to work and get better, which I think is a really big first step for a rookie quarterback. But he's not ready. He barely might be ready to start next year. The problem is, is when you look around the NFL – you're seeing a lot of backup quarterbacks find some success. Like we, okay, your number one wide receiver's out, and your quarterback's out. What's the problem? San Francisco's doing it, <laughs> right? Debo Samuel's out, Jimmy Garoppolo's out, and they're winning games. So it, it's just 
But that is the outlier. I mean, what's happening in San Francisco, we have to talk more about that today. I know we're up against the clock here, but it is just crazy what has happened there in the Shanahan system. Although Vrabel, no slouch, right? We all believe in him and his his staff. So, uh, you know, not being able to overcome those injuries, I can understand the frustration right now from the Tennessee Titan fan. A no frustration here, though, on Greeny. Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in today for Mike Greenberg. Has a former number one overall pick earned himself another starting job in the NFL that after Braden has this word from FanDuel NFL wildcard weekend is almost here and the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel America's number one sports book new customers join today to get started with $150 $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet just sign up with promo code play P-L-A-Y, play. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, so don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150. Am I making myself clear? $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY, P-L-A-Y. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. 
Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Still appropriate, right? Oh, for sure. We can still do this. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Of course, I'm talking about NFL season. It's the most wonderful time of the year here on Greeny as well because no Mike Greenberg today, but you do get Amber Wilson and Braden Gall hanging out with you. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. It is week 16 in the NFL season, the most wonderful time of the year because we are getting towards the postseason. Every game has postseason implications. What is your hot take coming out of week 16? Give us a call join the conversation please join us triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 give us your hot take right now in the nfl full of hot takes our friend mike tannenbaum espn's nfl front office insider he is calling in now and joining us and tannenbaum thanks so much for stopping by the show on a holiday week I have to start with what's happening with the Los Angeles Rams. Has Baker Mayfield earned himself a- another starting job in the NFL? Maybe not a question I thought I'd be asking you just a few weeks ago. Yeah, great to be with you guys and happy and healthy holidays to you and your family. Um, I would say that you know the context of that is absolutely given the fact that there'll be 12 to 14 teams looking for a starting quarterback at the end of the season and you know, there were parts of uh, Baker's career in Cleveland that were very good, and obviously he did a good job yesterday. So um, there's going to be a number of teams that could be looking for a quarterback, and I think he's earned his way into that discussion. When you look at Russell Wilson's career arc and you look at the trajectory of just absolute domination for the first 10, 12 years, Super Bowl champion, the, the numbers are, are, are extraordinary – and, and now to be where he is. We've seen lots of great quarterbacks change teams, but generally they go on to have success. Have you? Can you put any historical context and try to explain Russell Wilson's career to everybody? Yeah, you know, it's a tough situation for Denver. You know, obviously it hasn't worked out with him and Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I know when we traded for Brett Favre at the Jets, we spent a lot of time. Uh, it was Eric Mangini, Brian Dayball, uh, Brian Schottenheimer just spending the time saying, like, what are we going to have to do to make this transition as um, productive as possible? Um, and we spent a lot of time, believe it or not, on the intangibles of, like, where could he live? And, you know, just putting him in a position where his routine would be as close to what it was in Green Day. And, you know, sometimes we forget that players are, are humans and, you know, we've had different jobs in our careers and, I know in my case, I've had to relocate. And, you know, sometimes those transitions are easier than others. And um, there could be a million reasons why things aren't working for him. Um, It could be things as, you know, protections or sort of like, you know, what he expects from a running back and a chip. You know, there's just a lot of little things that go on that could lead to big things. But clearly he's not playing well and he's lacking confidence. Mike Tannenbaum, he's not lacking confidence. He's joining us here on Greeny, ESPN's NFL front office insider Amber Wilson and Braden Gall falling, are filling in today for Mike Greenberg. So Dan Orlovsky said, Mike, on KJM this morning that the Broncos should move on from Russell Wilson despite that ugly contract that they should just tear it all down to the studs and find a way to move it. Do you agree with him? 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great idea. If there was something known as a salary cap, it didn't exist. But uh, unfortunately <laughs> for Dan's idea, there is a salary cap. And unless uh, they just tear up a 10-year agreement between the league and the Players Association, that simply can't happen. So he's going to be on the team in 2023. He's going to be on the team in 2024. Um, they couldn't operate their franchise otherwise. So um, they have to figure out a solution, at least for the next couple of years, because he has fully guaranteed money and he will be on the Broncos. Go ahead, Amber. Oh, so I want to transition here, Tannebaum, to uh, shamelessly asking you about my Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua yesterday, three straight interceptions on the final three possessions down the stretch as the Packers beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins would have clinched the postseason had they won that game. They still can, uh, either against the Jets or the Patriots here. What do you make, though, of Tua Tungavaloa? We're not used to seeing him throw those interceptions. Yesterday was as ugly as it gets, Mike. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, not every interception is created equal. And, you know, look, I, unless you're in the room, you don't know exactly. But just watching it, like, felt like the first one was just a bad throw, just was a little bit high. I, I think the second one, candidly, you know, I would put on the receiver just from a standpoint, like Devondre Campbell sitting there in zone coverage and the receiver is running up the seam. And clearly, you know, Tua is expecting him to, you know, stop, break out or come in front of Campbell like, I just can't imagine, like, he's throwing the ball there without the expectation that the receiver's going to be there. And I think on the third one, I think he lost some vision because, like, to me, when I'm watching that game, like, I I look like cover two to me. Um, I didn't see much of a disguise. I thought, you know, given the situation of that game, guys, it was a six-point game. And clearly, you know, Green Bay had given up that big play to Jalen Waddell. They're scared of the deep ball with Tyreek Hill. They're going to play some form of cover two or cover three. And I guess he just didn't see Rasul Douglas. I don't know what else could have happened on that play. But, you know, if we're, if we're the Dolphins on the sidelines, clearly what we're talking about uh, before we go on that drive is, like, what's going to beat cover two? Because that's certainly the coverage you're going to anticipate. So, you know, he's had a good year. You know, those three interceptions in the fourth quarter were obviously a killer. That's the bad news. The good news is, despite that, you know, they still control their own destiny and to me, like the playoffs start next week, you know, the Patriot-Dolphin game to me is basically like a playoff game. When you look at the other side of that game yesterday, Rodgers and the Packers now three straight. They got a lot of help in the NFC. Do, do you feel like the, the, the next two weeks, like is there any tie to what happens to the Packers over the next two weeks to what could take place in the offseason in terms of Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay? Yeah, you know, just looking at his body language, I think he's really engaged, really happy. You know, outside of my kids this weekend, I don't think anybody had a better weekend than the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I mean, when you think about uh, what happened on Saturday with the Giants losing, Washington losing, and then Detroit losing, Seattle losing, you know, it was all set up for them. And they're down 10 points on the road to a good Dolphin team. And um, they scored the last 16 points. You could just tell his body language was really engaged afterwards. And look, to me, like, if I'm running the Packers, my speech to him is an easy one. Like, we didn't get Romeo Dobbs in the fourth round or Christian Watson in the second round, you know, for 17 games, Aaron. We got him for three years. So let's run this thing back the next couple of years, and they're going to be that much better. The Tennessee Titans fired general manager John Robinson, who's arguably the best general manager in franchise history just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, can you try to explain to folks what, like, why an owner would do that in the middle of the season and then what that does to their front office now entering scouting season for, for the draft and for the combine? Yeah, and I was really clear about this. I, I disagreed with the decision, and I disagree with the timing of it. 
you know, they were the number one seed a year ago. I don't think people realize how hard that is, like, to, to beat Kansas City, Buffalo, and, and to have the number one seed is remarkable. Look, Ryan Tannehill didn't play well in the playoff game. We all know that. Um, and they have a very good chance of winning the division again. So uh, I really disagree with the decision. And in terms of now getting ready for the combine and draft, presumably Mike Grable is going to have a big say in it, which I understand and he certainly deserves. Um, but it does put them behind it from a playing standpoint. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN's NFL front office insider. Tannenbaum, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks to Mike Tannenbaum for joining us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We are now asking for your phone calls. Give us your hot take coming out of week 16 in the NFL. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And that is exactly where we find John. John is in Dayton, Ohio. John, what's up? Thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Yes, thank you, guys. Uh, Actually, this is my first time being on, so... um, but go Philly, fly, Eagles fly. I just wanted to see what do you guys think about Jalen Hurts? Do you think he's going to play next week? And do you think the Eagles have a relatively good chance to make some real big noise in the playoffs despite what we've seen against Dallas? Because the defense kind of was a little shaky. I know Jalen was hurt, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'll take uh- a week. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, the Eagles have the Saints. If I'm the Eagles, I actually don't play Jalen. I, I was very against them playing Jalen against the Cowboys as well. They've already clinched. I understand that there's seeding at play here, Braden. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to win in the postseason. And you're going to need Jalen Hurts, or theoretically anyways, in that order to do hot. that, right? That like that you're trying to, win in the po- the, trying to win in the postseason <laughs> thing? Is that the hot take? Uh, no, that's no, as hot no. As it gets. <laughs> you're trying to win games in the postseason. They're trying no. to win games no, in the John, postseason. It's crazy. I, and not everyone's trying to win games in the postseason. Believe that. <laughs> uh, maybe the Texans and the Bears would have something to say about that. But listen, the, the, the point is that I was actually impressed there with how the Eagles looked with Minshew. I'm not saying he's as good of an option as Jalen Hurts. You already talked hot. about the athleticism of Jalen Hurts, but that team was still right there, right? In, in a position yeah. to beat an 11-win Cowboys team. Why roll out Jalen Hurts and risk anything if he's fair. coming off of injury? John, thank you for calling, by the way. First time, long time, of course. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he had a hot take, though, in that call. Those are very good questions, but you need a hot take. I think, Amber, you delivered the hot take. Don't worry about being the one seed overall. Right. Rest your starting quarterback. I think that's a pretty hot take, actually. I, 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 do you disagree with that, though? Like, home field's cool and all, oh, but, man. like, having a healthy quarterback seems a whole lot cooler to me. Hard There's... to argue with that logic. Healthy quarterback versus one or two home games, pretty, pretty hard to argue that. But I, if he can play, I think you got to play him. Speaking of healthy quarterbacks, uh, there is a healthy quarterback. Playing right now in Ohio. The O-line, though, uh, maybe not at its full strength. Justin is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Justin, thanks for the call. What do you have for us on the Bengals? Um, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Um, I I think we're going to win out. No matter what anybody's put in front of us, we keep winning games. Um, Joe Burrow's not talked about in the top. Everybody keeps putting Josh Allen and jo- and Patrick Mahomes over top of Joe Burrow, but from what I I'm looking at, Joe Burrow's beat Patrick Mahomes three times in a calendar year, and we're one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and we're still being snubbed as Super Bowl. We're we're going to the Super Bowl. We are going back, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. We should have won last year. 
I like the uh, Bengals fan with Joe Burrow with the chip on his shoulder. I actually don't think anybody overlooks Burrow. I think it was just, you know, a slow start for this Bengals team. Now they're in a position they're playing the Bills and the Ravens here down the stretch. But I think nobody's sleeping right now on the Bengals. Aren't they like fourth or fifth in the betting odds to win the Super Bowl? Right. The entire gambling public is aware of the Cincinnati Bengals. But that's well, a hot I, take, though. I like it. Well, it, it's a good take um, and, and, and maybe a viable one. I mean, obviously, a little bias, as these takes should be uh, on the call-in yeah. line. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. But certainly not an outlandish take. I, I don't think that anybody is discounting, frankly, the greatness of Joe Burrow. I just think that they don't enter the conversation quite the same way because it's taken them a while to get clicking this season. They are clicking. They are certainly headed the right direction uh quickly here aaron is in south dakota aaron what do you have for us for your hot take out of week 16 yeah well i guess uh sounds like my minnesota vikings are going to be playing the Bengals in the super bowl uh according to that last (laughs) caller but i think i think the vikings are being severely overlooked um the thing that people don't realize is they're the first year with a whole new front office whole new coaching staff and they're they're getting it done. Uh, ugly wins, that's fine, but but they're wins. And uh, I think if any other quarterback was having this season, aside from Kirk Cousins, they would be they would be the talk of the town. Um, I, I think that's fair, frankly, Aaron, because I mean we're talking they've got twelve of them, right, in terms of those wins. But it is sort of like the Kirk Cousins effect here, yeah. Braden, where there's yeah. something about Kirk Cousins that makes us all nervous and buying into them in a postseason. Well, and his his numbers, of course, the last three weeks, they lose to Detroit, but the huge comeback against Indianapolis, he's putting up big numbers the last three weeks. I think there is a, a level of trust question about Kirk Cousins in the postseason. I think they are I think they are underrated relative to their record, so I think that's a fair take by our audience, which is great. But to say they're going to the Super Bowl, I think that's the hot take. Vikings to the Super Bowl is the hot take, but it's still very much possible. Uh, it's still very possible. I've been sleeping on that team all season long. I will yeah, admit it. It is hard to sleep on them now with 12 wins under their belt. The Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Monday Night Football on ESPN tonight. Chargers, Colts. The Chargers will clinch a playoff berth with a win tonight. Braden told you earlier in the show they're getting hot at the right time. Yeah, here is the hot take. The Chargers are this year's Bengals. That's the hot take right that there. That is Braden's hot Night take. Uh, we appreciate all of your hot takes as well on the Dr. Pepper call in line, Triple H say ESPN. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at progressive.com. Coming up next here, though, watch out, everyone. The Packers have a serious shot at making the playoffs. Oh, thanks to my Dolphins. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.